Hello and welcome to Middle East Matters with me, Nadia Massey. Here's what's coming up in this week's show. Russian Jewish immigration to Israel skyrockets amid the war in Ukraine. We meet one man building a new life in the Jewish state. Praise and criticism for Netflix's release Faha, which depicts the Nakba through the eyes of a Palestinian child. Coming up, we'll get one take on the movie from France 24's Oliver Farry. And a World Cup of firsts for Arab nations. We head to a camp in Syria's Idlib province where the games are a welcome respite for hundreds of displaced people. We started Iran, which this week has carried out a second execution linked to the anti-government protests engulfing the country. Majid Reza Rahnavad was hung in public in the city of Mashhad in the early hours of Monday morning. The 23-year-old had been convicted of stabbing two members of a paramilitary group to death. But human rights organizations have described his trial as a sham. They warned that at least a dozen other protesters have also been sentenced to death in closed-door hearings. In other news, the number of Russian Jews emigrating to Israel has more than quadrupled since the war in Ukraine broke out compared to previous years. Many are fleeing conscription into the Russian army. The phenomenon has even been dubbed Putin's Alia or the Alia of Fear, referring to the right of Jewish people to relocate to Israel. Our Jerusalem correspondent Gwendolyn de Bono and Josh Vardy have this report of one man who has made that journey. Timur is only 30 years old, but this is already the second time he's gone into exile in Israel to escape being drafted into the Russian army. The first was in 2014, when this anti-Putin activist from Moscow refused to do military service just after Russia annexed Crimea. According to the law of return, any person with at least one Jewish grandparent can become an Israeli citizen. Timur's father is Jewish, so he's entitled to do what's known as making Aliyah, immigrating to Israel. Timur stayed in Israel for five years but found it hard to settle in the country. He decided to return to Russia permanently until last October. I have received a message in WhatsApp from my mother on the door of her apartment. There was a draft notice and the draft notice said that I had to go to the army and I had to take my driver's license. It feels like your country wants to kill you because it's actually what they're doing. I lived in a different place. so. I wrote to the owner of my apartments that seems like I need to go to Israel <laughs> once again. Timur describes this new emigration as an alia of fear. It also marked a split with his parents who support the Russian government. For them, emigration's out of the question. They can go here only together because my mother, she's not Jewish. So only with my father she can go, but she doesn't want it. And she, like, she has been here many times. And she doesn't like Israel because it's too Western for her. Anytime when I'm sending something, some news or some maybe messages from my friends in Ukraine, they just ask me not to pull it out, like not to discuss it, because uh, it's all Western propaganda, and they know that like the Russian army is always being the fight. Like Timor, around 33,000 Russian citizens have moved to Israel since the beginning of the war, compared to 7,000 in previous years, numbers that have taken the Jewish Agency for Israel, the organization in charge of the Alia, by surprise. When the war broke out, we expected a wave of Ukrainian refugees 
which is normal, and that's what happened. But no one expected so many Russian immigrants. Normally, they send documents, fill in forms, wait for confirmation. It can take around three months. It's currently a period of greater pressure, and it can take longer. What we're seeing are people who don't want to wait. They come directly, they take the plane, they come to Israel, and they start the procedure once they're already here. Several thousand applications are still pending. It appears to be only the beginning of what's sometimes known here as Putin's Alia. Next, we take a look at a polarizing film out now worldwide on Netflix. It's called Faha, and it tells the story of a Palestinian teenager during the Nakba, in English, the catastrophe of 1948. Supporters say the film tells a true Palestinian story, rarely seen on mainstream platforms like Netflix. Critics, though, say it's inflammatory and smears the Israeli military. Well, let's start by having a look at the trailer for the film. Well, France 24's Oliver Farry has watched the film and is here to tell us a little more. Oliver, let's start by what Israel's response to this film has been. Well, Israel has said that it, uh, it offers a pretense for incitement against uh, the Israeli military, mainly because the film features a scene where a family, including a baby, are killed by the Israeli military. The outgoing finance minister, Avigdor Lieberman, uh, has ordered for funding to be cut to a cinema in Jaffa, which uh, hosted a screening of it. The country's uh, culture minister, Khili uh, uh, Torper, has also said that the film features lies and libels. And Netflix has not responded to calls to take the film down. So some Israelis have threatened to cancel their Netflix subscriptions or have tried to downvote the film on the platform to make it harder for people to actually watch it. Now, the director of the film, Darin Salam, says the film is based on a true story, but that's actually rather hard to verify, isn't it? Yes, she says it's based on uh, the experience of a friend of her mother's who is now currently living in uh, Syria in a refugee camp. Now, she said that she wasn't able to contact that person because of the Syrian civil war, so she made a free adaptation and she says that she's loyal to the story. Now, this has raised accusations that it's a work of fiction. But the supporters of the films can say that there were many instances of documented, documented um, uh, killings of civilians in the 1948 war on both sides, it must be said. And on the Palestinian side, there was the Deir Yassin massacre and also the Tantura massacre, where uh, members of the Israeli security forces are accused of killing up to 250 men. That itself was uh, the subject of a controversial film earlier this year. So there is some controversy around the film, Oliver, that's clear. What kind of impact, though, has that had on how well the film is doing on Netflix? Well, it's quite possibly it could have backfired on the Israeli uh, news website, Ynet News. 
Um, one particular writer has said that even though he doesn't particularly like the film, it's, it probably does harm to Israel in the long run, uh, mainly because more people are going to see it. Uh, anyone who knows Netflix will, t will tell you that it's actually hard to find films quite a lot of the time. You have to go search them. This has highlighted it. He also said that withdrawing the funding for uh, the Al-Sharawa Theatre in Jaffa is actually dangerous and sets, sets a very dangerous precedent and it will ultimately harm Israelis because it will uh, force institutions who are non-conformist to shut down. Now, Israel produces quite a lot of film, television and documentaries that are actually very critical of the country, particularly in its treatment of the Palestinians. And they are regularly attacked within the country, usually by right-wing nationalist elements, many of whom come from uh, Evigdor Lieberman's own Israel Betenu party. And so this, in, in one respect, is actually playing out, replaying something that happens regularly within, its, within Israel's cultural centre itself. Oliver Farry, thanks very much indeed. In other news, researchers in the Gaza Strip have discovered dozens of tombs that date back to the Roman era. Construction workers first stumbled across the remains at the beginning of this year while rebuilding homes destroyed in the 2021 Hamas-Israel war. Well, archaeologists then arrived and this week they confirmed the existence of 51 tombs at the 2,000-year-old burial site. Now the experts are hoping to find a road linking the cemetery to the ruins of a nearby port. This is the first complete Roman-era cemetery found in Gaza, which proves that there's a Roman road, known since ancient times, which leads to Al-Majdal. Today we have found the cemetery, and, God willing, we will discover the Roman road, which would be an important scientific discovery. Qatar World Cup wraps up this week. And for Arab fans, it's been a competition of firsts. The first tournament held in a Middle Eastern country and the first time an Arab team, Morocco, has qualified for the semi-finals. No surprise then that the games are drawing such big crowds, even in Syria's camps, where the matches are screened for free by NGOs. Catherine Viette has the report. Far from the stadiums of Qatar, eager fans gather for the World Cup matches. This camp near the Turkish border is home for those displaced by the war in Syria. The conditions in the Berisha camp are harsh and most inhabitants depend on aid. When the football matches are on, it's a chance to forget about their daily life for a moment. It's our only breather in the camp. It's a bit of a respite. We used to be happy watching World Cup matches in our homes with family and friends. But since we've been forced to live in the camp, we come to this tent and we still enjoy it. Hundreds gathered in front of the single screen to watch the Morocco-Portugal match. The NGO Malam is behind the initiative, providing the huge tent where the World Cup games are broadcast. The goal behind the initiative is to make people forget about the prolonged war and the horrible displacement they experienced. This is hopefully a breather for them. As fans celebrated Morocco's win, they have the World Cup final to look forward to. Then it's back to daily life, like the tens of thousands of displaced Syrians who live in camps like this. Well, that's it for Middle East Matters. Thanks for watching. The show's back at the same time next week. See you then.
France 24, your economy explained. Liberté, égalité, actualité.